The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC 253 After Party Edition. Recapping results on a live chat format on my YouTube channel. Let's go. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. going on everybody i guess i'm live uh thank you for joining me as you pile in i'm gonna do the proverbial walk and talk as i share the link out out to twitter at dan tom mma where you can find me of course i'm dan tom you can find uh for analysis work over at mmajunkie.com as well as linemovement.com uh, this is my youtube channel daniel tom mma i thank you for liking the video subscribing you guys are being loud already aren't you my dog's over there. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing to the video uh, podcast as well. This will go eh, probably the next day or so on the Protect Your Neck podcast. So, of course, if you're live, you can go ahead and load your questions and comments in the uh, chat. Over to the side there, I will address them. Uh, no chadge. Even if I could monetize, I don't know if I, if I would. I don't get enough of you guys in here, so I'm just grateful for your company. As soon as I get this out, we will be ready to go. And recap for UFC 253 was quite the card. All right. Yeah, hopefully that worked. Yeah, hopefully that worked. Yeah, it did as it echoes back to you guys. Sorry about that. Cool. Some results. Boom. We'll go from top to bottom, just like the podcast. Break down on all the UFC fight cards of the Protect Your Neck podcast. Let's talk a bit of Bellator on there, too. We usually break down from top to bottom. Um, and uh, we'll recap them from top to bottom just to keep things simple. All right. We are shared on YouTube as you guys finish piling in. Uh, we'll get going. So, yeah, UFC 253 took place uh, in the second stint, not overall, but during this pandemic era in the uh, quarantine zone there, the bubble at Yaz Island, Fight Island in uh, Abu Dhabi, the UAE. And UFC 253 was headlined by two title fights. Of course, Israel Adesanya, who, spoiler alert, he successfully defended his title against Paulo Costa. And the interim light heavyweight title was up for grabs where uh, – Dominic Reyes got upset by Jan Blakovich, so we're definitely going to talk about that one as well. How right, how wrong, and everything in between. Feel free to chime in uh, anything you guys want um, or as far as questions. But, uh, yeah, if I had to grab myself a cocktail, that's probably a good thing. We'll stick to water. Keep it clean. What are you guys drinking? Feel free to let me know in the chat. All right, um, so... Yeah, man, a, a lot of uh, Israel, you know, giving it to the haters like he normally does after a victory. Um, I picked him to win inside inside the distance, so this wasn't that much of a surprise. I, I had the more common pick of the fourth round, not the second, because Izzy just really made it look easy. I thought there was going to have to at least be some some storms to survive, and uh, didn't really happen. Um, it was, you know, it was really clean. It was it was a really clean victory, man. Um, so those of y'all who are right, Izzy fans, feel free to uh, 
feel free to, uh, you know, uh, you know, toot your horn, be after the fact, do your victory laps. You know, y'all deserve it. Even as he deserves it, obviously as he deserves it. What I mean by that is I almost, and, and I'm not coming at the guy. I, I, I say it for his own sake. I'm a fan of Izzy. I like him. I picked him, etc. But it's like, it's frustrating that almost as frustrating as Brownie over here, just kind of dig to China through the carpet. Um, it's frustrating that like he's so good and gets these great victories and it's almost like he can't enjoy it. You know, like some of his best victories, he gets the title uh, undisputed title, I guess I should say, uh, you know, against Robert Whitaker and buffers like announcing his name. He's like, Oh, you said I have no knockout power. I thought you said I'm skinny. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I get it, man. Fighters have to get in their own head. They have to pump themselves up. And um, you know, I, I don't, Hey, relax. Apologies folks. And I don't blame them. Uh, I don't blame them in that um, in that regard. Uh, you know, I, I got a little bit of that in me too. Unfortunately, I don't have the fighting skills. But as far as like that psychology, so I'm not hating on Izzy. I just wish he could enjoy it. Like I, he was coming on the post show before I jumped on here, and even Brendan Fitzgerald was like, uh, you know, he, he's like, I didn't even get to finish my congratulate uh, congratulatory sentence, and like Izzy's already interrupting him, going, "See, these people, the, the haters, and he's going on these tangents." And I'm almost like, "Dude, enjoy your win. You're fucking awesome. Enjoy it." So hopefully he can uh, enjoy it. He definitely gave it to the haters. And in Izzy's defense, I, I was kind of surprised from like the betting line to the amount of people picking. Um, you know, the, the normal trash talk or whatever conjecture. Um, but yeah, like, so, you know, fighters do read these things and I don't blame them for taking it personal. So it wasn't unfounded by any means, you know, and, uh, and yeah, Eric Butcher, do you think either of the stoppages were a bit early? Um, you know, there is an argument a bit for the Reyes one, I guess, cause it was just maybe the, the time it was, maybe you let it, you know, play out a couple more shots, but he was already rocked. Uh, Dominic Reyes was, the nose was already crooked. Um, and you saw how long it took him to get up. So I don't really have an issue there. I'm curious if Reyes says anything or if he does. But um, you are going nuts over there, Brownie. But um, as far as the Adesanya Costa one, I don't think so. I have to go back and watch it. I didn't see any complaint from Costa. You know, when they when the camera went to him, he was kind of just like he had the eyes where he was just like, whoa, what the heck just happened? So usually, like, I, I go off the fighters' reactions as far as, like, validating it from that end. Um. But yeah, man, it was a re really good fight. He was, you know, fighting from orthodox Israel Adesanya was to, you know, light up the legs kind of all of the old Romero, which he called to Costa in the, the first round, which was interesting. And then, um, and then, um, you know, would switch off and shift off to Southpaw on the retreat, you know, threatened counters that we've seen work on him before. Um, Jethro Muhammad, do you smoke? Did you smoke weed? You know, I, I, I want to give my dog some right now. Uh, no, no, I, I had some, definitely had some CBD and I may have ate something too. Your boy's in a lot of pain today. Um, <laughs> it was marathon rolls and, uh, already dealing with, uh, with some stuff. So yeah, I had a, I had a bourbon if I'm coming clean, some CBD and may have had, a may have had a, some edibles earlier in the day. Uh, there's some, uh, old pain management. Hey, you ask, I answer, man. Unfortunately, I'm too honest for my own good. I wish I would have seen it. Uh, I fell asleep and I missed you missed Jaron Vance. You missed the fights. Is that what you're saying? What the hell are you doing on this post fight show of all things? If you miss UFC 250, I appreciate you for joining me. It's like, but it's like, you know, I don't know, man. 
It's like going to talk to a T-ball team, ask about the World Series. You know, after you missed it, you're, you know, you're coming here to hang out. Just kidding. Thank you for joining the chat. Uh, feel free to leave your guys' questions and stuff below. I'm going to just kind of plow through this. Um, and we'll see uh, how many people uh, pick up and uh, join us. Uh, that'll kind of determine how long these things go. I'm not trying to go along on these. All right. Um, I'm going to move on. If you have anything else on the map, feel free to put it in the chat. But, yeah, Jan Blakovich, your new light heavyweight champion over – over Dominic Reyes taking the throne uh, that was once saddened by John Jones. So, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was another, you know, thorough performance. And Reyes, you're like, okay, is he getting out of class? Is he kind of falling asleep behind the wheel? Maybe I thought he was falling asleep behind the wheel because I think somewhere in the second round he turns it up and, and the commentary picked it up. And he was much more enthusiastic, although unfortunately his accuracy didn't pick up. And – you know, we've seen Blockowicz, you know, kind of uh, get, you know, over aggressive and get greedy and have it cost him like the Santos fight. And I felt like that happened to Reyes here, except he didn't really have anything to get greedy about. I think it was more frustration. Things didn't seem to be working for him. Um, you could kind of tell early on that like it was probably going to be a bad night for Reyes. And I was dead wrong. Many were dead wrong about this fight. And I think we could tell early even before the result. Uh, that being said, all props to, to, to Jan Blokovic, man. Um, he's done well as a dog before. I wasn't on him this time, unfortunately, but, uh, but yeah, man, props. If you cash that, that was, that was like what plus two twenty he closed out or something. Um, should have gave him more respect, especially that left hook. He loves his left hook. Uh, shouts to Connor Rebush. That is the Southpaw killer and, uh, killed another Southpaw as Jan Blakovich moves to officially three and O against UFC lefties and gets a, gets a, a title for it. it's not not an interim title vacant title i kept saying interim title i even like tweeted it dude i'm a mess man uh I, I barely slept all week um if anything that's what i'm that's definitely what i'm feeling so uh, <laughs> apologies there but yeah no i you know we no excuses though uh we we all should have given you know blockovich more credit you know aside from those who were on him congrats to you um yeah, probably face what Tiago Santos next, or because what didn't Glover Teixeira get COVID, or I don't know anymore, folks. I don't know what fights happen until they happen. But yeah, Blakovich is the new champ. You know, Reyes at least he's young enough to bounce back and and recover and, and see what happened. But this really also felt like a trap spot. Not to get too woo woo, but we we talk about this. It's always really dangerous to fight after a title fight where like whether you almost won, like everybody thought you should have won, like Dominic Reyes or. Dan Hardy, George St. Pierre, you go the distance and there's that moral victory. I was just in there with one of the pound for pound greats, GSP. Um, what's this Carlos Condit guy going to offer me, right? And then we saw what happened there, speaking of left hooks. So there's always this kind of like trap spot. Um, and I know I've talked about it before. I just can't be revisionist history here because uh, I, I forgot to talk about it this time, right? I forgot to think about it because uh, if I did, I probably would have given Blakovich's you know, more deserved credence there. So... That's too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric Butcher. Jan looks super focused in the exchanges. Um, yeah, he did, man. Just calm, collected. Um, you know, one of the few uh, breakdown shows I'll listen to uh, over in the, uh, the Viva section, Zane, Simon, and Connor do a good job there. And I think it was Zane talking about, like, Jan as a young veteran. And I was like, I don't see that comparison, like, to the, you know, like the – George Mossadals of the world and whatnot. Um, but this is kind of a performance that proves proves that right because he was super calm and composed. 
Um, and, um, and yeah, so that was, that was, that was, sorry folks just joining me. My dog is just raising, raising havoc right now, uh, over here. I got her on the preview screen, so you'll see she, she had to get in the pick earlier, but yeah, speaking of dogs, man, Jan Blakovich, um, that, that, that dude really, really killed it. James Young. I didn't get to reply to your comment earlier. I, I see you though, James Young calling out my Asian-ness for my comments on the Civic, which you are correct on. James Young says, y'all watching but not liking. Please show Dan some love. Ah, oh, thank you. Give it a like. I mean, it's not my – I'm not out of my best right now, but I, I do appreciate the love. I do appreciate y'all joining me nonetheless. You know, you could be spending your time many places and uh, for whatever reason, y'all hanging out here. Jerome uh, Vance, who has his friendly given league craft where he goes, I'll go back and watch the fight. But how was the performance? Did Izzy completely destroy Costa? It was a masterpiece, Jerome. It was a masterpiece, man. I don't use that word lightly. Um, it was fantastic. You know, I, I I didn't really tweet much after the fact. Just pretty much Adesanya took Costa to school because that's what happened, you know. Gave him a book, book bag, pat on the butt on the way out, and and that that was the deal. Um, although now I'm seeing, like, hashtag Tittygate streaming all over my feed. I don't know what you guys think of that. I know Adesanya looked in good shape uh, or better shape in, in a lot of senses. But someone was pointing to – and I'll just say it because actually – I don't know if I have insight, but I have something to share. Um, as a man with man boobs, no, no, no. Uh, but like, it, it looked like just one in particular, the right one was sagging. Um, people are going to point to stuff that I know nothing about uh, or next to nothing about as far as like steroid cycles, testosterone. Um, I know testosterone accumulation can happen there. Like, you know, when you're, when you boys are going through puberty, I'm sure some of you had some, some short nips. Uh, you know, when you're going through that stage, but nothing like that. Now I bring up the graphicness, not because, you know, this is the protecting Act podcast. If you heard my thick Willie breakdown, hopefully not, um, you know, Dan Tom will get graphic there, but no, uh, when I covered the last Bellator Hawaii, uh, I covered both Bellator Hawaii's, but the last one, 2019, I don't know the, the gentleman's name and it's really good that we don't know his name. Um, that I don't know his name. So I, I, she was a really nice guy. His family seemed really nice. It was sitting behind media row, which we didn't know at the time. Cause we we're just sitting there joking about this guy's right titty. And uh, little do we know his family's like, right. They, of course, his family's right behind media row. And we're just, anyway, that's the story for another day. But the point is like at the weigh-ins, it was great. Like I, I spotted it and I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm just seeing things like Dan, Tom, you're, you're a creep. You're just, you're, you're making things that aren't there. And I look around and sure enough, my constituents and colleagues are like, yo, is that a titty? Uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like Method Man. It was like Method Man from uh, Garden State. Yo, you won't chill. Who's your salt titty? Raise your hand. And, uh, and I think a lot of us can raise our hand after tonight. And so what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to come at him. Um, in fact, I'm going to defend the, um, any steroid accusation. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know, but if anything, this opinion should, should defend Izzy here for what that's worth. Uh, but I, Researched a bit after the, uh, the the titty fighter at Bellator. Jesus, dang, you're really digging yourself a hole here. Uh, researched it a bit, and apparently it's act- it's an actual medical thing that can happen. Not only can it happen, it's not necessarily something you were born with. It's something that can actually develop. And I think I saw pictures of the kid prior at Bellator, and you can see even, like, I think within his fighting career, like, it doesn't look that bad. Like, it kind of developed out of nowhere. Um, maybe it's an off balance of some testosterone balance naturally, freakishly otherwise i'm not going to pretend to know but there is a medical thing i don't don't know if that's it but i'm just saying for everyone jumping to a titty gate and steroids like chill um a lot of medical things out there that we don't realize so uh 
I know I'm trying to be sensitive as, I, as I'm not. Um, Eric Eric Butcher says his right peck look. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about that. Jerome Vance. All right, is he got the? Yeah. Okay. Geez, I don't know if I helped to that at all, but there's there's my insight, folks. Let's move on to the next fight. On that note, um, <laughs> Brandon Royville uh, defeated Kai Car France submission via guillotine choke round two. Uh, again, not much of a victory lap, dude, but. You know, this was one, another one, uh, you know, just like with, uh, with, with, with Izzy, even though I, I did give Costa his due and tried to lay out potential adjustments. I said, I was scratching my head, whether it was my article talking to James Lynch, shout out to James Lynch on the line movement MMA betting show. He's part of the reason um, why I came to the Royville conclusion. I was already leaning slash reserving fully disclosed my right to change that pick. You guys know, if you've listened to me before, um, Love City Kickboxing, nothing against them. I'm sure Kai Kara France is a great guy. Never been a full uh, uh, be- believer, uh, though, as far as, you know, a minus two something line goes. So that was suspect. Ended up changing my pick and ended up making the plays once you saw Royville get up to plus 200. I thought that was criminal. Um, so I'm not saying anything or doing any revisionist history. Um, it just, yeah, the southpaw pressure, the kicks, the submission savvy, pretty much everything I said in the tweet, article, podcast, everything up to um poured on to be true uh so hopefully you cash that grats if you cash that grats to brandon royville who is a deserved um kind of you know not jamiah style star from this card there's a lot of takeaways from this card but he really put shine on not just himself but the flyweight division which is important which you know us contrarians you know like myself uh, and other fellow analysts uh you know we all love us some uh some flyweights so Flyweights, they don't necessarily get spots on the main card in case you guys haven't noticed. So that it was just it was huge on many levels for Royville to deliver. Um dumb betting bias aside, it was just awesome. So grats to Royville and everyone over there at Factory X. Really curious, you know, to see Alex Perez now over there as well, who helped Royville a lot in this camp and was also contributing reason um to that pick. Uh I'm sure Kai Car France will bounce back. He's still like, what is he, like three and two or four and two technically in the UFC? I forget. Um Next fight, Ketlin Vieira defeated uh, Sajara Eubanks via unanimous decision. Um, it looked a little sketchy at first, but, you know, Vieira ended up getting her wings underneath her and uh, kind of coming to uh, and, you know, mixing things up, getting to her takedown game. And, uh, yeah, man, I just thought those turnarounds can't be good. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a believer that 135 is the weight for Sarge, but – we just saw a lot of weird weight fluctuations from people in shape or normally not in a certain shape and in a different shape like Izzy or in no shape or bad shape at all like Diego Sanchez or even uh, Zubair Tuhugov, who we'll talk about. So, you know, even though things we want to think are getting better, depends on what numbers you're looking at and what part of the, you know, the world you're in, obviously, as far as the pandemic and COVID. Um, we're definitely still in that pandemic era, folks, as far as unpredictability of training camps and how, you know, these fighters are going to show up shape-wise. So something to keep in mind for you betters out there. Next fight. There we go. Hakeem Dewodu over Zubaira Tuhugov. Split decision. Um, I didn't agree with the 30-27, but no issue uh, with it going to Dewodu, even though I picked Tuhugov. In fact, I, um, like I said, uh, I'm not doing revisionist history. I was wrong on the pick. Um, but I, I genuinely was happy for everybody who cashed the Duodu uh, play because I said it's, this is more of a dog or pass, folks. Even when the line was getting to near even, 
for Tuhugov when all that money was pouring in on, on Duodu. Um, I still never played or touched Tuhugov because of this reason. And, and then especially with the weight miss, and I was surprised to see more money going into Tuhugov uh, with the weight miss. It was a bad weight miss. And, folks, this is the age of, like, this isn't 2019 where it was, like, we had that, like, 9 or 10-0 and run of fighters who missed weight were winning. They've actually done quite poorly. I don't have the numbers offhand. I apologize. But I'm willing to to bet that they've been doing very poorly um, all year and in 2020. So you got to, you know, use the trend somewhat. They're not a rule of thumb. They're not 100%. But, yeah, man, uh, this was a dog or pass kind of a deal. So grats if you cash the Duodo. I'm glad the judges awarded damage as well. That's how it should be judged. But the reason why I gave the second round, even though it wasn't the most damage in the world, um, Duodu, you know, he, he looks like he's got that really strong first layer defense uh, in the clinch. Obviously, a lot of Muay Thai fighters going over to MMA. But, you know, once you get him down, there can be problems there. So you got to watch out for the wrestlers and real serious grapplers in that weight class. Otherwise, I'm all about Duodu getting pushed up the ranks. He deserves it. Um, I thought he showed himself well both tonight and in fight week. Um, just, you know, unabashed, uh, you know, shouting out, you know, uh, shouting out the causes that matter, you know, to him, me, many. Um, it just, it's, it's nice to see, man. Nice to see. Good old Canadian boy. All right. Um, but, yeah, to Hugoff, um, yeah, these judges, man, they make us give, like, bad scorecards because it's, it's the world we live in. You know, I don't agree with – a lot of the scorecards, even I submit on Twitter sometimes, it's just I'm going off of how we typically see things scored or how judges are, are, are you know, are persuaded. I know the emphasis on damage, you know, go read the rules and regulations. I try to share out those literatures, et cetera. I get it. That doesn't mean the judges are going by it, though. Right? And we can all agree on that. So you getting to China over there, Brownie? Hmm? Yeah, I see you. Oh, she's probably going to come over here now. All right. Um, that was the main card. We'll go over to the prelims. Moving along here, making three decent time. Brad Rydell High Riddell defeated Alex Da Silva. Unanimous decision and a fun fight. You know, the first round looked like it was going to be a long, hard, and possibly losing night for Brad. And he was able to dig deep, come back. Um, reminded me of like the most defiant fight as far as you know, the adjustments and really being forced to dig deep into his counter wrestling. Once he was able to let his grappling go, excuse me, uh, not crashes inadvertently on his entries and just kind of found his range and, you know, kind of beat it, you know, uh, beat it out of a, a tiring De Silva. Uh, boy, that was fun to watch. I hated the, uh, the stoppage there for the eye poke, the knuckle. I, I don't hate the stoppage. I get it. It's hard to tell in real time. Um, the fighters or the refs are put in a weird position where they kind of have to go off of the fighters' reaction, which also walks them into allowing fighters to call their own timeouts, which is not allowed, not cool. So I don't envy that. I get that. I respect that. However, um, what upset me was after that, him doubling down, not looking at the replay. Um, it was you could see him looking at the replay, doing that thing where he's acting like, "Oh yeah, what's going on here." Oh, yeah, are you okay? But he's kind of like shifty eyeing up, right? Like a slick ref kind of does. Um, and that's all fine. That's what the ref should do. But you hear, and, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with Eugene Behrman in the city kickboxing corner being livid, but you hear him screaming. And it's the same thing I, I said with Herb Dean. And a lot of these really bad stoppages or really bad referee calls, 
a lot of times before the call that we're up in arms and arguing for the next week um, online about a lot of times within that fight, what happens before that is there's some type of power struggle and the ref really wants to take it back. And now, you know, criticize guys like Goddard all you want. You should be taking control of the octagon. It is your octagon. I respect that. However, it should not come at the cost of doing the correct job, making the correct call, going by the correct protocol, etc. So to see a ref process start going by, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm I'm doing this while I'm checking the replay, but then you almost see him as soon as he hears the livid corner go. You know, you know, uh, you watch it, watch it. I, I'm in charge here. I got this. You know, and then and then what is he doing when he what, what is he doing when he's telling off the corner? He's not paying attention to the situation in front of him, and he's not correcting the situation he is in by looking at the replay or replays in the arena above him. Instead, he's got to double down and show his power. For those listening on audio, I just did a hand gesture that you could probably guess. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 like. I, I hate that. And then he, he did it again by once resuming action and giving uh, De Silva an unneeded break when that should have been a finish. Then he takes the time to give uh, to give Brad uh, Riddell yet another warning for a foul he did not do after you've robbed him of a finish, possibly a finish bonus now. You know, I don't know how high those backroom bonuses are, but it's, I don't think it's going to be as high as 50 Gs that he probably could have got for a building finish like that. And then good on Brad goes out there and tries to finish him, almost finishes him twice, um, which is kind of what you have to do with this ridiculous officiating that we're, we're seeing of overcorrecting the steering wheel. He gets the hardest job in the world. I don't envy it. Even my dude Jay was having a, wasn't having the best night tonight. Right. Um, I'm not trying to harp on these people. I, I really want to highlight the good they do, but that ish just pisses me off. So Eric Butcher. If the ref doesn't see it, he shouldn't stop the fight based on a fighter's reaction, in my opinion. Uh, I agree, Eric, and I also believe that is the literature, and at least that's how I've heard like guys like John McCarthy, for what his opinion's worth, um, uh, explain it. And I, I, I appreciate refs that do that, whether they're right or wrong. I appreciate the honesty when the ref goes, you know, the fighter goes, ah, I got fouled, and whether they got fouled or not, even if they did, unfor- as unfortunate as it is, I appreciate the ref going – I didn't see it. Keep fighting because he's being honest. He's taking accountability and he's being clear as shit and the actions in baby go. I respect that a lot more. Sorry. I get a little passionate here. I just hate that stuff. Um, all right. Uh, Jake Matthews, Jake Matthews, Matthews defeated Diego Sanchez via unanimous decision. Shout out to James Lynch again. Uh, I was thinking maybe a TKO, but uh, the more I thought about it and uh, bouncing it off, uh, James, who stepped in for my man Dan Levy over there at the Line Movement MMA betting show. You guys check that out. Subscribe to that channel as well. Uh, me and James were talking this week, and, yeah, he was he was saying, too, he was like, he's probably going to go to decision. You know, Diego's going to either do the wild style out, you know, on the on the outs, the, you know, the Josh Fabia, whatever you want to call it, uh, or get to his wrestling and still be good enough there. Um, to contend black belt, uh, black belt for a black belt against Jake Matthews. So uh, good on Matthews, man. Kids growing up uh, looking scary now. You know he's really going away from the uh, those Bieber comparisons. Uh, Ludovic Klein defeated uh, Shane Young via KO head kick. Izzy was so pissed at that too, man. Oh man, did you hear? Like, and I I thought it was awesome, by the way. That Izzy was sticking up for his teammate. Like Dana goes in to congratulate him. And again, instead of taking the congratulations, Izzy's just straight into 
fucking fuck people who miss weight. Take 80%. Take, take, take. And I'm not disagreeing. I'm not hating. I think it's endearing, in fact, that he's sticking up for his teammates. That's, that's a good dude right there. Um, and Shane Young's a good dude. How do you not have a heart go out to Shane Young? You know, Shane Young on this one. Um, but, um, you know, to be honest, even if Klein did make weight, that probably would have meant he would have had a full camp, which he did not tonight. So however you want to balance that out, um, I think we're still going to see the same result. And that's no disrespect to Shane Young or Izzy's point about the fines on weight cutting. I don't disagree with those. I'm just saying that Ludovic Klein is for real. Um, he, he's a legit southpaw, even though I picked Young. Um, I outlined that I don't in the betting article as well. I didn't blame people on Klein or trying to play him. Uh, so, you know, if you got him at dog money, especially good on you. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see this guy next. Uh, you know, Edson Barbosa has got a fight with uh, Makwan Amir Khani, but me and other people online are trying to pair him with like Hakeem Dewodu or um, Ludovic, Ludovic Klein, you know? So it's, it's, there's some strikers delighted at 145 that could be, Potentially really fun. Um, but yeah, <laughs> forget what I was watching too. Um, I think it might have been a Shane Young fight as well. And uh, he like, it was a split decision where it shouldn't have been a split decision. And they do the camera cut to show like, you know, what they think Izzy's going to be like cheering his, 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 his uh, you know, teammate after they get the win. But again, in Izzy fashion, instead of, you know, when, when they're announcing the win, he's just going to the camera, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was up with that scorecard? Just focused it on the, Hey, I'm a I'm a complainer too, but uh, but it was it's just funny. Like I'm like, man, this guy's like <laughs> always in that mode, like not uh not enjoying the positive and then focusing. So not 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 trying to focus on that myself, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully Izzy can focus on the positive, and hopefully Shane can, Shane Young can too, because like he's had a really tough schedule. He's dealt with some stuff outside, um, I believe, including mental health stuff, which he's been open about taking shots to the noggin and losing fights in, in, in the, in the public eye is not an easy thing, folks. That's why uh, you got to respect these fighters, um, whether you like them or not. And, um, and yeah, so you, for a guy like Shane Young, especially you hope he doesn't take it too hard because he's a talented kid, man. I know he didn't get to show it tonight, um, but he's a really talented kid. And I, I really hope he bounces back um, along with the rest of his mates from a city who didn't get the win. William, the thick Willie got a win. You know, Thick Willie got a win. Unanimous decision over Alexa Kmore. That's right. Um, down with the thickness. Congrats to anybody who cashed on Thick Willie. I saw that line get tighter, you know, and uh, the line got tight and, and Thick Willie smashed. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that wrestling was hearing, uh, hearing a lot of people I respect compare him to Derek Lewis. I would have to agree with that. He's like that younger Derek Lewis. Um and uh, yeah, man, I know Glover. Glover's garage is over there in Connecticut. But uh, as I referenced on his profile, maybe maybe you know, that's what Anik was referencing to on the broadcast because you know the, the, they're reading the same profiles, right? That get sent out. And uh, Thick Willie, his one of his things he wants to do is um, provide for his friends and family and put Connecticut on the map. So uh, good on Thick Willie, man. Um, Hopefully, uh, he, I don't know who got the bonuses tonight, but hopefully he he got some extra extra dough. Whether he wants to put it to his civic or uh, or whatever he wants to do with it, hopefully Thick Willie does, and and we see more of the thickness back in there. Uh, maybe he can avenge the loss to recent uh, signee, uh, contender series signee. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, good old Thick Willie. If you cash that, all right. Let's move on. We're already at thirty minutes, so let's uh, two more fights. Juan Espino defeated. 
Jeff Hughes via Scarfold, heavyweight, baby, heavyweight. It's funny, uh, grappling today, we were actually going over a lot of Scarfold and submissions. Um, so I was like, I don't know why people go Scarfold, I don't know any submissions. There. Like, There's a couple things you can do there that are really cool. And we were going over some of those. Uh, you know, Dan Tom Catch Wrestling guy, I love, love me some Scarf, but you don't really see it at heavy, until like at heavyweight for, you know, grappling like Dean Lister Barnett or MMA. Um, you know, certain submissions because anything head and arm related is like 10 X the potency, whether you're strong, thick or fat. Uh, so heavyweight, you can be real potent to close some people off with some head and arm stuff, head and arm stuff all day. You don't need full connections. We've seen it with what was it? Maurice green, John Volante. You can get strange catches where you're, you know, from the bottom, but as long as it's head and arm, baby, there's a lot of, and Hey, I got some of it myself and I ain't even heavyweight. Uh, but it's it, it it just makes it easier and, and Juan Espino, you know, he was like uh flexing like Marty Gianetti from top of top position over there, like a pro wrestler. So uh good on him. Um what is up with that comfort tattoo? Uh, by the way, Jeff Hughes rocks. Do I wanna know? I probably don't wanna know. Danilo Marquez defeated Cadis Ear Bragamoff there. Uh he didn't uh he reserved his Yelp. Is his grunting and try to be more composed, but it really didn't help. And uh, like I told you, I, I didn't. I'm not gonna bump my. I'm not gonna bump for uh, cashing the sprinkler pick here, because I told you I didn't. I didn't even watch this fight. I just saw that. Uh, oh, Damian Maya, jujitsu guy. He's competent in at least something against Cadis Bragamoff. I'm just gonna fade Cadis. Um, not to be mean, but guess you saw why. So, um, yeah. So, grats if you catch that. Not much to say there. Uh, there were some long fights, man. Um, even though the Espino went fast, some of these early fights stretched on kind of like that trend that, um, talked about on the podcast and was referencing from, uh, John Morgan's podcast shouts to the MMA roadshow as far as that trend and sleep schedule, something to pay attention to. All right. Any, any questions, get them in. Otherwise uh, I'm going to be getting the F out of here. That's, that's the, uh, that's the card. Seven and four in picks overall. One and one in uh, props. Oh yeah. By the way, what, what did I what did I miss? Oh, I missed um, Reyes inside the distance, but that block which Reyes under did hit. So that was uh, that was the most confident and most uh, tempting play at plus money. So that saved uh, my butt talks there a bit. And uh, what else? One and own straight plays. That was Royville. So thank you, Brandon Royville. Hopefully you guys did good. Thanks for joining me, especially on a busy late night like tonight. Um, like the video if you haven't already subscribed to the channel. Uh, check out Protect Neck Podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'll have this up in Yana. And if you're listening on podcasts, thank you. You can give me five-star ratings and reviews there. Or visit the host site, MixedMarshallAnalyst.com that hosts this year's channel, uh, this year's program, this year's podcast, which is free. I uh, plan to intend to keep it free. And uh, and uh, thanks again. Uh, thanks again, folks. Get some rest and always protect your neck. <laughs>